Hello everybody, my name is Tyler Freeman and welcome back to yet another episode of the Amsterdam Army podcast. Today I'm joined by the man behind it all, it's the chairman, Gary Maitman. Gary, it's great to have you on, mate. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Tyler, this is here from you again, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's great to have you on, obviously a pleasure as well, having someone like you on to get all the insights and behind the scenes of running the football club. Yeah, well, hopefully I can give you some news and insights, as you say, into the, into the workings of of Amptil Football Club, mate. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I really want to start off with, we're obviously doing this over Zoom at the moment and stuff like that. And you've obviously got to do meetings as well on Zoom and different things like that. How hard is it to run the football club at the moment with Zoom calls and stuff online? Yeah, it's been hard. It's been it's been different. I don't think I've done a proper, uh, like, Spartan um, meeting for, like, it seems like years now, but obviously it's just for a year. But yeah, the Zoom calls are difficult because not everybody gets on and it just seems to take a long time. But, you know, you still get the you get the gist of what's got to be said. And the, as they go on, they got better, you know, so you, people got time to speak, for example. Um, but yeah, and I mean, the last, like, the last one was good. And the last, there's next, there's another one coming up very soon um, to discuss all sorts of things to do with like, the end of this season and the start of next season, for example. So I'm, I'm, I've not been given the date yet, but um, it'll be soon. I mean, at least them kind of Zoom calls are going ahead and things like that, because some people might be a bit standoffish and stuff like that because of how complicated things are to get connected and things like that. Yeah, it's been a bit... It's been weird because like a lot of people, it's, the, the calls are generally okay, and you know the good thing about the calls is there's usually not a lot of argument going on, unlike some of the things you've seen on the, on Twitter and stuff. The the calls are pretty well well behaved, well mannered, and everybody tends to get on pretty well. Um, we're coming up. We've got some a few. The next one's going to be, I don't know if that'll be the same because it's going to be about how we end the season, I think, which is obviously up to the FA, but I think some sort of um, say into it how much that goes with the FA decision I don't know yeah definitely so many things to weigh up and different things like that but probably not a thing to dwell on at the moment because people definitely want the return of football so let's probably bring it back to a higher note and I'd like to probably get underway and just mm-hmm. ask how stressful is it to run the club on a match day well yeah I mean this this year has been a I mean, especially stressful with the all the COVID uh, restrictions, et cetera, that had to be brought in. So that was like uh, absolutely nightmare trying to get those restrictions, understand the guidance for one, and then put the restrictions in. And then, you know, hopefully get all the different barriers in and everything else. And, you know, it's just been hard, but I had some good volunteer help. So we got it done. And, and as you know, yeah, we managed to get everything in place to, to stage some pretty big matches here at Amtel Park, you know, in the FA Vaz matches, but not just those. I mean, we were, it was good practice because the, the, the league matches were averaging over 100 people anyway. So then to have to do, shift that up to get the 300 that we had against Walthamstow was was a, a big old shift, but it was a, it was a good problem to have, you know, because the, the atmosphere was great, you know, even though trying to keep it all under sort of restrictions and make sure everybody's doing what they should do and queuing up for the right, you know, it was difficult, but we got there. It just needs a good bit of organisation. Yeah. So you've got a good team, good team behind you. It, 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 it's fine. 
Yeah, I mean, on the topic of high attendances and things like that, obviously the team are doing it on the pitch and we've only had like two losses in the season and things like that, which is something mm-hmm. to contribute towards them high attendances. But you, do you think there's anything else that's maybe driving them attendances up? I think you've got to involve. So, you know, there's, there's a big push to involve the, the, the youth teams in, in our games and a big push to involve the community. So we had people volunteering to go out and put posters up, you know, around Amptill, around all the pubs and stuff, and, you know, in the main areas of Amptill to try and make sure that people knew that these matches were on and to benefit from the fact that the elite football matches were not taking place. And as you know, that and the, that and the team doing well created that perfect storm of, you know, being to attract 300 people to a match at Amptill Park. Um, and everything that goes with it. And, and it, I think you, you'll agree that it helps the team, that the atmosphere, the noise helps the team to push on and to that never give up attitude that they've, they had, they've had this season. The crowds help with that. So it's been great, you know. And it's, it's down to, like I say, it's organisation, putting the work in behind the scenes, you know, like myself and a couple other committee members doing all these, getting the posters out, getting the word out, keeping the youth teams informed, offering deals to get people in, you know. So it's all it's a lot of organisation, but it's paid off, you know. And everybody does it for the same cause, and it's to push Amtil, uh, Amtil Town, up the table, on in the vase, whatever, you know. That's what it's for. I feel like this year in particular, like the team on the pitch has just been doing incredible. And as you said, that's going to get people through the door and atmosphere is even better. How happy were you to see the atmosphere like that at games like the Wolf and so on, and maybe even just league games, the atmosphere is rocking uh, most of the time. It's been great, Tyler. And, and to be fair to you and uh, you, the Aptal Army guys, you've gone a long way to, to help with that. You know, you've promoted the club locally at, at the local high school, etc. You've got everybody of that that generation behind the club, and that that's that's key because. That's the generation that we can build on, get them interested now and keep them, keep the interest there. Tell them this is their club. This is what this is what it's for for Amtel. So it's been great, you know, and getting you guys along to away matches, you know, putting them on a bus to get the team to the away matches, offering it, offering these seats to the to the public to come and, you know, to the away the, the way Vaz, Vaz matches. It's been great, as you know. And some of the way, even the way the atmosphere at the way matches, you know, we've been has been fantastic. And the, the comments you get from the home club afterwards, as you know, it's just great. You know, you've long Buckley sort of telling you how great your fans were and how great your well supported your club is, is just what you want to hear. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we do try our best on the sideline and things like that, but there's a credit to you definitely putting posters up around Amptill and different things like that. You know, you're really going that extra mile this year to kind of get people through the door. Well, it's a team effort. It's a team effort, Tyler. And um, and it comes down to the team in the end, isn't it? Because people are not going to come out and watch a rubbish team. They're going to come out to see a team that's putting everything in, that's got a bit of skill, determination, some good coaching, some good tactics, and wanting to go out and win the match, you know, and playing for each other. And you can see what it means to them on the pitch. And that spills into the crowd, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a good season, albeit short. But what we've done and what we've achieved this season has been yeah, it's been second to none. It's, it's 
probably one of the best seasons I've been involved in. You know, without winning a trophy, it's been one of the best seasons I've ever been involved with the club with. I mean, 100%. It looks like we're kind of building for next season with attendances and even the players on the pitch, just the squad going from strength to strength. But we did just briefly go over the FA Vars run from last season, which got curtailed towards the end. How big was that for the club and how great was it to see the players, fans and everyone at the club come together like that? I think that, that run started with that. When we Obviously, we drew Dunstable Town at home. Um, and everybody was expecting us to sort of like have a good performance, but perhaps not even go through, you know, for them, they would come here and probably win. Them being a step five club and us being a step six. However, as as quickly sort of within the match, 20 minutes in, I think the team, the lads realised that actually this match was in within our grasp easily. And then just went from strength to strength. And then to beat a step five club 4-1, four, four and, and, and it could have been more, was fantastic. So that the belief then went into the next round, you know, and we got that away days. Everybody loves an away day. So the club decided that even though the the trip to Lombardy was short, that we would put a coach on because, you know, it's it, let's keep the momentum going. Let's make this a special match. So we decided to put the, put a coach on and invite um, yourself and your Antle Army lads and, and other uh, members and crowd. And it paid off because, you know, we were probably out shot out and sung the the um the long buppy fans and it was a great day and then that carries on again and we seem to get our away fixtures every time then yeah. in the vase and we're away to Stanway big a long trip but well worth it in the end because the boys again stuck in you guys played your part never 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 uh, shut up for the whole match got behind everybody and Jamie put that equaliser in the way and you know it could have gone either way then but there was a confidence even when going into the penalty shootout that we would would take it on, you know. So it's just one of those things. You know, the away matches have been huge. The home matches have been massive. And it's been a, a great run. And it's just a shame that it's finished with the Melbourne, which we couldn't, you know, couldn't take a crowd to. Uh, and that, that was a shame. But, you know, that's the way it is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've had plenty of games in the FA Vars and in the league as well. Which one of the, which game or maybe few games stood out to you this season? Well, um, I think for me, it, one of my favourite moments in, in the season so far was like probably when we scored, when we opened the scoring against Walthamstow. I know we had a big match against Dunstable, but when we played Walthamstow, the hype was that they were going to come up here and turn us over. They had, you know, this striker, that striker, etc. So when Lawrence scored that goal to open the scoring, that was like one of the best moments I've had at, the, had at this club. And then, of course, it finished with that, the tense penalty shootout, huge crowd, big crowd, and the place was just buzzing. And that was the best, probably the best moment. Um, second to that, probably away to Long Buckby, you know, um, and then other matches, the league matches, where we came came from behind to 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 beat to beat um, London Lions of Danny Butler's goal, you know, great goal and a great and a great well deserved three points. And you know, that that carried on into other league matches. We went down to Rainers Lane, went two 0 down, and the, and the lads just dug in again, got the goals, got the result, and we came away three two winners. And that's, these are that's a big change. 
is that never give up attitude, confidence in themselves, confidence in each other, and knowing that, you know, if you put the chances in, we're going to score a goal and get the result, get the points. And that's what that's been a huge, huge moment for the club this year is that never give up attitude from the players, each and every one of them. You know, we've got a big squad and they've all played for each other. We've brought in some experienced players and we've got some very young players, you know, young Luca, young Luca. He scored the, the winning penalty at Stanley when he was 17 years old. You know, great, great stuff for him. And we've got to keep these young players at the, the club and, and again, mould mold them into the even better players and use the experienced heads that we've got, you know, like Ross and, and Darves who's come in, you know, uh, Big Tom Beasley, great players that we can use train up these younger players and keep the club going for a long, long time. Yeah, definitely. As well as the players, we've got to speak a little bit on the management team as well, because at the end of last pre-season, <laughs> took over as the manager. Was that an easy decision to make for you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the last season's pre-season, yeah, we brought in a new manager. After a few weeks, it, it, didn't, it just didn't work out. didn't work out for Rob. And I had to make a very difficult decision uh, in pre-season to sort of let him go, and then bring in bring in Lee. Now that part was very easy because you know I've admired his coaching ability for you know for quite a while last season and the season before that. But because he was so young, you know, I didn't know if he was capable and you know, mature enough to, to handle the pressure of being manager. It's a different job altogether. I haven't done it myself. But he stepped up to the plate with in abundance. And he is he is a great coach. He's turned into a great manager. He's got a really good team behind him. Experience of Martin, brought in Nathan. The lads like him. The lads respect him, for one. And, you know, I'm sure they're all behind him and looking forward to next season, as I, as I am. Yeah, and you also, you seem like you have a great bond with Lee and the management team as well. Do you reckon that's part of the success, being not quite tight-knit with the management team and players? Well, Lee and I talk all the time, you know. He's not funning me, I'm funning him. So I take a pretty, take a hands-on role without interfering, is what I try to do anyway. I don't know if you'll agree. <laughs> you might not, you might not. But, you know, I, that's, I, like I say, I've managed the team before. I've played for a long time. I like to think that I love my football. So I like to get involved. I give him advice where I can. I take advice of him sometimes, you know. And his, like I say, his coaching abilities are fantastic. He's, he's, he's got that push to keep himself going. And he's sort of, he's the benchmark for the coach and him and Martin. They're both pushing, they've both done their UFA Bs. They're both pushing to do their level As. Um, Nathan's now pushing on to do his B. So, the level of coaching at the club is high, you know, even that going down into development with Graham's also UFOB coach. You know, we brought in um, Stuart as manager and it's just, it's just keeping that momentum, keeping that level of experience in across the whole senior, senior squad is really important. Yeah, definitely. And you did just touch on, the development team as well. They seem, I've watched a few games and they do seem like a good side and you've, you've got a few players from that side and brought them into the first team and different things like that. I think that's maybe where we have the edge on some clubs that we've got such a good development side to then push them into the first team. 
Um, yeah, it is. And having a development side is a it's an investment for the club because you know it, obviously it costs money to have a development side, um, and not all, not all clubs do it. Um, we've done it for a few years now. Last year, I think we've really pushed on. Stuart's been great, and Graham they've really been great. I and mean, they've had, and what we've managed to do is have two decent sized squads, which is a, which in itself is one big squad. So you know, forty plus players with you know the ability of no knowing that Stuart's doing a good job with the young lads to push them through. You can ask Colin them to come and play and get into the squad for the first team. So there's been a lot of interest in the club. So there, we've got two good squads um, and some fr lots of fringe players that are pushing through. So it's what you want to do. It's what you want to have at a, at a club. You want to have that that sort of being able to step up into a first team squad. Um, so long may it be the be the way. So we're trying to improve the whole club and improve the development side of it. Um, and you know, I, I talk to Stuart as much as I talk to Lee. Um, so it's all about keeping the club on the up. Yeah, definitely. As well as a development side, we, there's just teams from development all the way down to I think maybe is it under tens. So we go from under nine, and then we've got teams up to under 16 um, and then there's the development the senior and we've also got a vets team as well so we you know we're pushing pushing on the boundary of a of a community club as such this year we've we put in through Keith Steele we put in a, a, a girls team as well that's going to continue into next season um, I get inquiries all the time actually about putting team, new teams in at the younger levels at under under 8 under 9 under 10 so and we always try to accommodate that because um, it's, you know, you've got to just keep, that's the, that's the first team of the future, you know. Ten years from now, those lads could be pushing into the first team. Uh, so you, you've really got to put a, the investment into the whole club, uh, which we try to do, you know. So we try and keep Abbey Lane the best we can. And so it's, that's what we've been, we're aiming to do. We've been going out trying to get grants from the FA and from... Uh, the local grant system and to put money back into Abbey Lane, put money back into Amateur Park and just improve it, improve the facilities and you'll you'll um, attract more teams, more players, better players. It also shows how much of a community club it is with you and uh, just going down to a few games to watch di like different age groups and stuff like that. I mean, it really mm -hmm. does help with the coaching for their teams and stuff like that, just keeping in contact and it just does really show how much of a community club yeah. answer it is. Well, I understand how it start, how it how it should be. I mean, that's where I started. I started it under 10 myself as a manager as such, just because that's when, you know, my lad Fraser, he wanted to play football. So, you know, me and a, me and a couple of little dads started, started a team and we just went on from there, you know. And that ended with me managing our under-18s, all the way up to under-18s. And then about three or four of them pushed through into, into the, the development side and then on into the first team side, you know. So, um, and that was not with me as manager of the first team, that was with somebody else. So they, they pushed through on their own merit, you know, to get through into that first team setup. So that's what I'm trying to build is local players have got as much chance of, if not more, of getting into Abdul Town's first team as any debris we're going to bring in from, from anywhere else. You know, you obviously, we are, it's not a big, big town, so we, for the first team, you have to bring in players from 
in and around the town, but there's nobody's traveling from like 40, 50 miles away. So we're trying to keep it fairly local, get the best players we can possibly get and get into that squad mentality and playing for this club and hopefully moving on. Yeah, you did mention getting players in just now, but we've got Darville in this year, Beasley as well. James yeah. Tiller, he's come back. How important do you think players like this have been for the success of the season? Huge. Um, Lee, like I say, great coach. He knows a good player when he sees one. So, you know, and same with Martin and Nath. So they're, they're constantly looking out for good players to join this club. Along, you know, same with the player, like Ross, the captain. He's looking out for good players to join this club. And that doesn't mean we're pushing anybody else out. What we're doing is just trying to improve improve the standing of the club by having good players, better players come in. Um, and that's, that. you know, the Dars and Tom, they, they weren't there at the start of our fast run, but they were there at the end of it. So it shows you the depth that you sort of need to be able to produce a Vars run and keep your league form at the same time. And unfortunately for us, this sort of season then ended when it did because we were on a on a run and hopefully we could have kept on going and pushing on through but you know the season's kind of come to a close because of the the, the coronavirus obviously and um, we are where we are with it but the main thing now is to make sure these players realise how good their club is and keep them at this club and push on for next season yeah it definitely and, be, and, and beyond it, de- it definitely seems this year that the squad's a lot bigger than it was the year before and different things like that. So we've got more squad depth. Uh, how important is that? It's something we've been striving for for a few years now, Anton, to make sure we get a, a team squad mentality into the club so that the players know they're playing for the club, not just for the, that 11 that goes that starts the match. Everybody's as important as each other. So whether you're starting a match or you're on a bench or you're not even in the squad, it doesn't really matter because at some point in the season, there's going to be injuries, suspensions, you name it. And we're going to need to bring in quality players to, to, to fit into that team. And that's what we've been managed to achieve this year. And every player that comes in is as good as the one that's just gone. And it's just up to, on the day or on the week, it's just up to Lee and Martin and Nath to, to pick that team. You know, that's their job. Pick that team pick the tactics that they're going to play to and win the match. And that involves not just 11 players, it involves up to 20 players to enable us to do that week in, week out. And we've achieved that this season for the first time in in many years. And that's our aim, is to be able to maintain a a squad, which is really difficult. You know, no, no players are on contract. So it's all about the right facilities, the right coaching methods, the right background, the right sort of behind the scenes look, they making them feel that they're 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 worth a lot as a player to this club, each and every one of them. Yeah, definitely. And you I think uh last pre-season we saw players come back like Mike Draycott and it just does show that people do want to come back to the club or join the club and hopefully from the success of last season before it ended, we'll maybe see a few more players come in. Like uh, come in in the future, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm sure, and Lee will be looking for you know to strengthen the squad. I mean, there's there's not a lot of strengthening required. You know, it's just about keeping some of these players fit, and um, giving the right game time to the 
to the um, younger players, for example, which can be frustrating. You know, if you're not starting a match, it can be frustrating. But I think if you if you listen to the coach and you, and you follow their their instructions, like I say, it doesn't matter if you start the match. It's about how the club the club finishes the match in that not just that match, but in that week or the, the two week period that we've got matches. Leo have a plan for for every every one of those twenty players. I mean, yeah, you've just got to keep speaking to Lee and the management team and different things mm. like that. Yeah, hopefully. It's about having a good professional attitude to how we're going to move this club forward. And that was, like I said to you before, is like having a, a good first-team squad, a, a good, strong development squad that's, that's biting at their heels and being able to make, get the development players and make that transition into first-team players, whether that be for one or two matches to or for to be moved completely into the squad, you know. And we've done that with a number of players, Ethan, Ryan, they've all moved from the development into the first team and then stayed there. And, you know, Ryan Wayne, young lad, moved from development into the first team and featured in, you know, not all of, but most of our VAS matches. And he could, where he's had to step in, you know, he had to, to step in for, you know, when James Tiller couldn't play, he had to step in and he did a great job. 100%. It just really does show the squad squad depth. I mean, before we wrap up the whole podcast, I took to Instagram and asked uh, the people, the followers, if they've got any questions for you. And there was a few. The first okay. one being Ross Tompkins. And he's come in and said, how much do you love your skipper? <laughs> well, what can I say? Um, I, I, lo- I love him a lot. You know, there's a lot to love. <laughs> I mean, yeah, on a real sure. one, he's definitely a massive part of the squad and being the captain as well with that much experience, he's, he's a massive part of the team, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. He's got a, a real presence in the, in the dressing room um, and, he, and he pulls it all together and he, passes, he, he gets it working on the pitch, uh, you know, and, and also, you know, he's easy to speak to for me. So he's got a direct, whether he speaks to Lee or to me, he's got directly to me. So, I think it's important that any of the players, but especially the captain, can, can come straight to me as chairman and speak to them about anything they want. Um, and that's always been the way. It's, all the, it's always been the way I've, I've had it, really, to be honest. It's an open-door policy for me that, you know, everybody's as important as, as anybody else in this club, whether it be a player, coach, supporter like yourself. Everybody's important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the next one, I'm not sure about the backstory. But Roger Butler, he's asked, why did you sign? <laughs> oh, Rog. I didn't I didn't sack him. Um, but as chairman, obviously, I've got to take the decision of the manager at the time. Um, and I've got to think about it. And if that's what the manager the management team at the time are recommending, then that's the reason why, really. It's nothing personal, obviously. Me and Roger are great friends. He's come back. He's another person that's come back to the club. He's been involved with me in the in behind the scenes, and he's been a fantastic help this season. And I go to him for advice all over the place, um, for it being for, like, how we're going to organise a match to even, you know, what do we think of this player? What do we think of that player? Uh and his advice has been has been second to none this year. You know, I couldn't have done it without him, to be honest. So, I'm glad he's back on board. I won't be. I won't be. I won't be asking him to leave. 
this year or any year coming. He's another very vocal person and someone that just everyone loves to have around the club, isn't he, really? He's definitely a personality, is, is Rog, for sure, you know. And he's always got an opinion, and, you know, that's great. But he's he's a sensible sort of bloke. He knows what he's talking about most of the time. Um, just don't ask him anything about Luton Town. Yeah, I mean, the next question coming from your own son, Fraser, he said, what is your favourite moment at, at ATFC? Well, <clears throat> there's been a few, obviously. So I know what he's, he's probably looking at. For me, I've had very lots of different great moments. So when, you know, winning, the, winning a league at youth level, under 15 youth level, level having, after having all those players from, from under 10 all the way through to under 15 and then winning the league, and that was great because we had virtually the same lads all the way through. Um, and then getting... You know, him getting picked in, Fraser himself getting moved up into the first team along with Louis and Conrad. That was great. Another great moment for me as a, as a manager and as and a father, I suppose. And of course, um, winning a cup as a manager. So, you know, you've got to, you, that's got to be right up there as a, as a manager winning your first bit of silverware. Um, and the most, you know, most recent manager to, to, to win silverware for this club. Um, no Oh, but just saying. Yeah, I mean, I've got another one here from a member of the Amsal Army, Tom Doherty. He's asked, I mean, it's going to be a hard one to answer, but he's asked, your favourite player currently at Amtil? My favourite current player. Well, that, you're right. That's it. That, after what I've just said about squad mentality and having the best 20 players going, um, if I had to have a favourite player, I don't really think I have. I've got. I like. I, I like the progress that um, Lawrence has made, young Lawrence Burton, uh, and I'm a big fan of his. Of his you know, um, so yeah, I think Lawrence is a great player. But we've had many other players this year that's come in. You know, I've I've had other players that like I could say like Danny Butler, who scored me two goals for that in that cup final. You know, another great great player, Jamie. I can I could list probably the whole team to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't really have favourites. As long as they all play as a team and score the goals, I love them all dearly. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a hard one to answer. I mean, there's one more from me, and I'm sure you know what it's going to be. Could you please describe Amstel Town FC in three words? I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> well, I've got different ways to do it. So I just, the main thing, in a, in a context of a sentence, I'd say never give up. I mean, it's definitely a good one. I mean, it's better than JT's last week when he said funny. Well, all I had to do was be better than Lee. So I just had to go not say erm, um, or eh, don't know. So there we go. Never give up. That's the, that's, that's the motto for, for this, this club. Yeah, definitely. Gary, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me, Tyler, um, and congratulations on the success of this podcast. It's been a, a great feature for you um, and absolutely great for the club, for you promoting the club. I can't thank you enough. Well done, mate. Yeah, no, it does mean a lot, and thanks for your support. Anyway, make sure you tune in next week when I'm joined by Amps defender Josh Peacock. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. <laughs>